the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Good day and welcome in. Another day, another dollar, so they say. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Yogi Bear dies at age 90. I guess the fat lady sang. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Oh, first and foremost, let's talk stock markets. September and October can be kind of dramatic times in the market. Um, I don't want you to read too much into it. I want you to look at capitalism. I want you to say, is that still making kind of some sort of sense to me? Markets opened a little bit higher, but then they went a little bit lower, and they went a little bit higher today. Oil's stronger, which is probably a good thing at this point in time. We're kind of—I'm not saying we're cheering for oil, but it would be kind of nice on a global economy. <clears throat> There's a lot of people that want them to do okay. Um. If that makes any sense, 10-year treasury bond says 2.1%. Crazy, crazy low. Again, telling you, something's not right in this market. Something's, if it smells funky, it's probably funky. Uh, the oil recovering today is the big story. Whether or not like Wall Street grasps that or uh, financial media, it is the big story, in my opinion. So we want energy to do well. Not great, not poor. So yesterday, things were pretty bleak. This morning, things looked pretty bleak. 
and then they kind of turned around. Uh, a little bit tied towards Europe, doing well. A little bit of a rebound in Volkswagen, which has clearly and cleverly um, is it a dead car bounce? Yeah. Not a dead cat bounce, but a dead car bounce. Ladies and gentlemen, I will be here all week long. Maybe not next week, but I will be here all week long. Um, so has Volkswagen done enough to influence the global stock market moving higher and lower? It's a factor, but it's not the only factor. Global growth concerns are at the heart of the selling earlier in the day throughout China and then the start of Europe. There's a disappointing PMI report out of China and the deceleration seen in manufacturing for Germany and the Eurozone. So economically, the data is like, eh, not so good. Have you ever been with a spouse and they're trying to look their best? Maybe they put on a tie or maybe they put on lipstick and they say, how do I look? And you're like, eh, not your best tie. Bright red lipstick kind of went out in the 60s. Same kind of thing on Wall Street. This isn't good. The flip-flop is pretty much more of the same roller coaster action that we've seen. Um, essentially since late August. Hey, happy Yom Kippur. Should I do my happy Yom Kippur song? Happy Yom Kippur, happy Yom Kippur, happy Yom Kippur, happy Yom Kippur. Jewish religious holiday today. Um, there's believe that there will be lighter trading on Wall Street as people of the Jewish faith uh, refrain from working in observance of happy Yom Kippur. One of my best girlfriends ever, she was Jewish, and she taught me the Jewish holidays in such a simple and wonderful way. Like, she'd say, okay, and matzah bread was, and she'd tell me the story of matzah bread, and it, there's a story of it, and about the exodus from Egypt, and, like, I don't remember everything, but it was fantastic. Um, I enjoyed the family perspective of the Jewish faith enormously. So one snippet of good news. Who wants to hear one snippet of good news? Who wants to hear one snippet of good news? Who, 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 who? Um, the Mortgage Bankers Association. They said mortgage applications for the week ending September 18 jumped 13.9%. An 18% increase in refinancing and a 9% increase in purchase applications. That data point can be looked upon as a factor helping to turn the tide of negative sentiment. The mortgage applications index is prone to big swings from one week to the next. It can't be, like I said, the only factor of what's moving Wall Street. So, where am I at with this? Where am I at? Where have all the children gone? Um, yeah, it's just not that good of a day, is it? Oil prices up. Yay! And that helps, for sure. Again, being a little bit of a factor. I don't know if we should golf clap oil prices, because I saw gas the other day at $3 and a penny, and I'm like, woohoo, I'm filling up. 
I'm going to go get the RV. I'm filling up. Because I don't really expect it to stay that there forever, you know. The healthcare sector and the biotech sector, poised for a little bit of a rebound after Turing Pharmaceutical said it will roll back its exorbitant price increase on Daraprim, which unleashed a political firestorm burning with price control initiatives. That's really sticky. Hillary Clinton's like, I'm going to cap drug prices. Good luck with that. I love the idea of capping drug prices. I think a little kid who's dying deserves medication. I think a little old lady who's dying deserves medication. But when you try to tell a company this is how much you can make, and I'm a politician, I'm a politician, good luck with that. Because the same could be said about you, where Hillary Clinton came out with just clearly trying to get votes. Some statements like, I'm going to cap drug prices. I'm going to tell the drug companies how much money they have to spend on research and development. Could you imagine if she did that to you? Like, I'm going to tell you that you're not, as an accountant, you're only allowed to make $60,000 a year. Whether you're in California, whether you're in Maine, or whether you're in Florida, you're only going to make $60,000 a year. Like, you'd be like, uh, no. So you get the idea there. Cash market's on track to open higher today. Probably because it ended lower yesterday. We are in a roller coaster action mindset. Are you with me or against me? You have to choose a side. It's north versus south. This is a civil war. We are in a roller coaster action. I need you to choose and feel good with it. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. China's preliminary manufacturing index drops to a six and a half year low. Uh oh. Try to slow him down. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. After six plus years of a bull market, are we in a sideways market? An up and down market? Roller coaster market? It definitely ain't great. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. This is a band called They Might Be Giants. They've had an incredible sticking power. When their cutesy collegiate music... I'm not going to say got old, but maybe lost an audience. They started making songs for kids because their college audience were having kids. So they started coming out with, like, here comes the ABCs and here comes the one, two, threes. <clears throat> Pretty smart way to market. When they're in college, they uh, did something where they ran a phone line. Do you remember answer machines? Seriously, stop for one second. If you don't remember answer machines, I hate you. You're too young. You don't have adult teeth yet. There's something wrong with you. But answer machines. So they had an answer machine where you could call the giants, and uh, they might be giants, and uh, they put a different song on a day. 
and sometimes it wasn't a song. And you would actually, do you remember when you actually had to pay long distance fares? So you would actually pay like four or five dollars to hear like, what did they do today? Oh, okay, I'm old. Uh, Citrix is making one last attempt to sell itself as a whole before selling its individual assets. It's one of those companies that just didn't make the transition into the next millennial uh, millennium. Facebook's Instagram announced its number of users topped 400 million, representing a 100 million increase from December. I'm not on Instagram yet. Should I be? Does anyone want to see the cute shoes I'm wearing today? Seriously? Does anyone want to see the pasta I made last night? It was delish. And if you do want to see that, I think there's something wrong with you. I think you are dropped as a baby. J.C. Petty said it's replacing its current chief merchant, Elizabeth Sweeney, with John Teague. Um, I would care about this if I've actually been in a J.C. Penney's in 15, 20 years, but because I'm not in the witness relocation program, I haven't been. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton talk a little financial planning. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton, newfocusfinancial.com. I've got a lot of equity in my home. Do I need to have an emergency fund as well? What are your thoughts on that, Chad? You know, this was so popular, like 2005 through seven, where people were taking out these huge home equity lines of credit that they were just sitting there. And uh, they're like, oh, if anything happens, I'll just draw on my home equity line of credit. Well, 2008 came along and, you know, people draw, drew on these home equity line of credits. As soon as you draw on them, you have to make payments. And so it's kind of like this compounding problem when eventually the equity line runs out. Uh, over 100 grand, there's you lose some tax deduction issues, and it just becomes a problem. Uh, home equity line because it makes payments. It's not an emergency reserve. There's also a lot of banks that shut down home equity loans that were out outstanding, that were not being used, saying, "Up, oh, we're not offering these anymore. Here's your cancellation letter." So no, I mean I get this email every once in a while as well. Uh, home equity line of credit or equity in your home is not an emergency reserve. An emergency reserve is something that you can draw on to make payments if you're disabled for a short period of time. Okay. Maybe you break a leg in a skiing accident. It, um, it, it puts food on the table. It keeps you know a roof over your head, however you want to say it, without any responsibilities once you draw on it. So no payments as a result. So six months emergency reserves for most families. There's a lot of people in the Bay Area that maybe jump from startup to startup and um, or salespeople that jump around quite a bit, and they need at least a year. So what I like people to do in terms of their basic financial planning, there's a, in fact, at newfocusfinancial.com under the resource center, there's a 15 steps to take before you need a financial advisor, things that you need to do on your own before you should pay anybody for help. And it talks about emergency reserves. It talks about putting enough into your 401k to get the match, then opening a Roth, then once you've done that and you have your emergency reserves, you've got a certain percentage of paying your 401k, a certain in the Roth, you can then start doing a taxable account, just a regular tax-efficient account, usually in tax-efficient ETFs or exchange-traded funds, which are like index funds, and start building wealth that way. So you kind of take these real specific building blocks of a financial pl- base, a, a good financial planning base so that in the future, you have, a lot, you have a lot of flexibility to either change jobs, start a business, buy a rental property that makes sense, upgrade your home, whatever it may be. But you just got to take those steps. It's not, unfortunately, Rob, we've got this kind of mentality, especially if you're younger generation, is I, I want or deserve right now what my parents already have. Well, when I got to the Bay Area 15 years ago, 
you know, uh, Marin, which was it's one of the areas of California, those listening nationally, uh, one of the counties, it was the BMW capital of the world because people were taking their money out of their home equity and buying a $60,000, $80,000 car. And I always thought that was egregious. I'm very conservative with my home equity. How about you? Um, yeah, I just, you know, the only the only thing I'm going to do with my home equity is if, if I ever find uh, additional real estate properties where it makes sense to leverage existing equity in existing real estate, and after you use it to buy new real estate, net of your loans and your increased withdrawal of equity, you have much more positive cash flow and still a bunch of remaining equity. So that's the only thing I use real estate equity for is to trade for other real estate equity. It's not for living. It's not for investing in stocks. It's not for putting in insurance products or anything like that that commission-based scumbags will tell you. It's to leverage. It's the only way that real estate keeps up with or exceeds stocks is because of the leverage. Leverage equals additional risk. So you've got to build those financial planning building blocks, that foundation of emergency reserves and one year's of one year's worth of income saved up in regular investment accounts before you start looking at those types of strategies. What I like about your idea of using home equity to go out and buy other rental properties or other properties, um, when the opportunity arises, it's kind of like selling your current house part of it and you, you know, using some of that to diversify into other areas. And it's not a bad idea. It's a real smart idea. That's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Roberto Negro. Coming up next hour, I'm going to be giving away some Disney on Ice tickets. Those are hot tickets. Who knew, right? The global financial chaos of the last couple months has made us take a look at different interesting facts on millennials and Generation Y, uh, Generation X, Baby Boomers, America's youth. We look at a lot because they're the spenders. They're also the people that are going to be working for the longest at this point in time. So there's 75.4 million baby boomers. There's 83.1 million millennials. I think we should have a fight. Millennials versus the baby boomers. I think we should include mosquitoes and anything that we can get these old people sick. And so they, they die. So that they stop sucking off Social Security. Because millennials can't afford to work forever. Oh, no, no, no. They're entitled. They do not want to work forever. But... The longer the boomers live, the more the millennials have to work. So I think we should have one of those post-apocalyptic Hunger Games kind of thing of youth versus uh, old age. And uh, I think we should somehow plan and plot a a situation where we turn old people into food and we don't tell anyone and we kind of let them live in fear because the the boomers, you know, they're retired, they're taking Social Security, they're getting medical and payments they're like oh i think i had a heart attack i'm gonna go to the emergency room and like eighty thousand dollars later taxpayers are on the line for it so you always look into trends we'll talk about some of these trends probably in the next break i'll give you some specific stocks to take a look at i'm rob black talking all things financial money investing and more
Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Two thousand fifteen Jeep Renegade featuring ex ambassadors singing Renegades. Don't you hate it when a song that's kinda catchy, kinda fresh, jumps into a commercial, maybe a little bit too soon? <laughs> I love that that beeping sound. I want that for my car. I want Teslas to have that. I want every car to have that sound. Um yeah, the 2015 Jeep Renegade featuring songs by XM Master Renegades during the commercial. You're like, ah, oh, does it have to be this obvious? Are we that stupid? I believe we are. Speaking of being that stupid, um, the millennials, I love you. I think you're fantastic. You ask, is the fresh juice squeezed fresh? I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. In the last couple of you know, years, we've seen a shift that millennials are going to be super important. There's 83.1 million of them in America versus 75.4 baby boomers. We need the baby boomers to just die already because they tax the system. They take Social Security. They take Medicare, Medicaid, Medi-Cal. You get the idea. Um, they have problems eating. Um, so the whole millennial thing. They have Prop 13, and I hate Prop 13. As a guy who benefits from Prop 13, I hate Prop 13. I think it's unfair. I live in a world of fairness. And some old person's going to call the show right now and go, I paid my taxes. I did my duty. I served this country. Prop 13's my mandated right. You could pry from my dead fingers by Prop 13. Prop 13 has ruined California. Um ruined California schools. It's ruined California's fairness as far as getting um, neighborhoods you know, with young people in them. So it's turned California into a renter culture versus an owner culture. And if you think that's good, I think you're wrong. So, And I have the microphone, so I'm right, and you are wrong. So take a look at a trend change of the Generation Y. A lot can be said tied towards, you know, a lot of growing prosperity. Um, I like the healthcare sector enormously because the baby boomers are getting older and because we throw Social Security money and Medicare, Medicaid, Medi-Cal money at them and say, okay, old person, go to the doctor. Um, I, I took a step today and I was dizzy. I thought I had a heart attack, so I went to the doctor. Um, that's why you invest in WellPoint, United Health Group, Cigna. Uh, Aetna. So millennials are not the ideal offspring if safety and security is the mantra. Rather, they're believers of more risk, more gain. Hence, the insurance space might not be amongst the booming sectors that should be on the radar, but it is. Um, I still very much so like healthcare. So what industries will benefit from the millennials? Well, we've all seen the show Girls on HBO, and we know that that must be the Bible on what millennials live like. Uh, they don't want to live with mom and dad if they don't, if they they would prefer not to, because they want to have relations and they want to do that with apparently forty people, according to the TV show. Um, 
try before you buy, so to speak. So they want housing. Um, half the millennials will be looking to buy their first home over the next two years. Okay, half the millennials. What, what, what was the number we were at just a second ago? 83.1 million. So that's a lot of people looking to buy a house. Are you with me against me? Um, Generation Y, I think that they're very much so foodies. Um, they've got a foodie culture. My generation was like McDonald's. I want a Happy Meal, Mom. Mom, I want a Happy Meal. I want chicken that takes a bath in a jacuzzi of grease, covered in sugar, oh, and throw a lot of salt on it. I'm not going to get addicted to that. So Generation Y is all about foodies. Um, some companies are trying to ramp up to meet the gastronomical demand from the largest generation of the country. Will they be able to do it or not? Papa John's, McDonald's, Dave & Buster's, um, Chipotle. Chipotle's got that, is the, orange juice, is the fresh orange juice fresh? Kind of thing going for them. At least they appear to. Um, millennials are also big into tech. They like Netflix. They don't like Comcast. They like Facebook. They don't like Comcast. They like Google. They don't like Comcast. So they're they're getting a lot of their media online. Um, what else can I say about the millennials? They're fitness freaks and health conscious. Unlike their parents who are fat Oompa Loompas, millennials are fitness freaks. Um, I think Lululemon, Lululemon uh, is part of it. I think Skechers and Nike have all adapted their product offerings to millennials. There's a girl at the gym, a woman at the gym, who is just perfect. Like, she works out three hours a day. Who has three hours a day to work out? She's a millennial. She's a trophy wife is what I perceive it to be from a distance. Um, she's got her Fitbit on. She's got her Lululemon on. She's got her you know Nike on. And it's so cute. She's probably got like 12 workout clothes. And she's probably got like 12 workout shoes that match the clothes. It's pretty impressive. That's a lot of work. Uh, I remember my generation was like, okay, sweatpants and a t-shirt. I'm going to the gym. So millennials are fitness foot freaks. Fitness freaks. Um, how about the auto industry? Private cars used to be a compulsory belonging with baby boomers. Millennials are reluctant about holding cars. They've been introduced to the concept of car sharing. Millennials are particularly attracted to leasing cars that are the most advanced, luxurious, and big. So car sharing will be the norm in the future. Car ownership will be an anomaly in 15, 20 years. So brands like Lexus and Jaguar and Cadillac, GMC, um, if you've got some sort of luxury tied towards you or bigness, um, kids like big and kids like luxury. So with all this said, filtering some of the data on the millennials, I like D.R. Horton. Companies engage in the construction and sale of single-family homes. As the millennials age, their biological clocks are ticking. 
And as that ticks, they don't want to live in an apartment anymore. D.R. Horton has raised a decent 44% over the past year. Now, I think the housing is looking a little frothy, but I think if you can get an entry point a little bit lower in a market correction or a market sell-off, um, I think you still have a couple years left in the home builders. Not as great as the last few, but I think it's a play on millennials. Um, I think you should look at Amazon. So it's an e-commerce giant. Amazon started with books. Do you remember when they were a book-selling company? And CDs, and then DVDs? The company rapidly diversified into a host of other products. Amazon's currently working on rapid business expansion across the globe. Its stock is re- an impressive return. Um, it's growing faster than other retailers. Millennials like the convenience of it. As soon as Amazon can start delivering wine, I'm just going to sit on my couch all day and lay there and be fed by Amazon delivery people. So I'll probably wear diapers and watch Amazon Prime. and That's what I got going for you. So millennials give a lot less weight to brand loyalty. Um, when I was growing up, Polo, Ralph Lauren was very uh, much so a status symbol. Izod was a fashion symbol for a period of time, but not for long. Um, Generation Y is going to change in the next 10 years as they start hitting middle age. So, you know, some of the companies that I mentioned, Anthem, Google, DR Horton, United Health, Amazon, uh, Aetna, Cigna, WellPoint, which is now Anthem, excuse me. Got to keep a scorecard, keep all these things uh, going in your head. So anyway, uh, millennials are going to, you have to focus on them. Otherwise, you are going to make a mistake thinking that as you're a middle-ager, as you're the baby boomer, that everything that you used to know, you've stuck with, times are changing. I think um, someone once said that maybe maybe the Pope, times are changing, or was it Dylan? Was it Pope or was it Dylan? Mm, I don't remember. It was one of them. Um, 800-516-1220. Teacher calls on the air. 11 million cars are affected by the Volkswagen emission scandal. Dun, dun, dun. Is that a big story to me? Or is Pandora saying that they've paid $500 million in artist royalties in the past year? The big story for me. Whew. I wish I had an answer on that one. Like the heavy questions of the day. It took them nine years to generate the first billion dollars in royalties for artists. It's taken over a year since then to increase that by 50%. Um, Paid subscriptions and music renting. It's a change. We're not buying albums anymore. We're not buying CDs. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more.
You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Hello. I wish I had a German counterpart like... I don't know who my German counterpart would be. Chancellor Black. I don't know. Point being is that I wish I had a counterpart because I have Roberto Negro. I've got my Spanish Latin man. Money man. Oh, where do we go with this? Yogi Bear is dead. He was 90 years old. So I don't know how long he played baseball. I'm not one of those baseball enthusiast nuts. I know that he played baseball when it was in black and white. I, I, I want to say he played in the 50s, maybe the early 60s. I don't know. But he said a lot of things that a lot of people paid attention to. And let's say he retired like a normal person at 60. He lived another 30 years. He became famous for his quotes, and some of them hit investing pretty well. For instance, if you don't know where you're going, you'll end up someplace else. That idea is that if you don't stay focused on investing in the goals that you have and stick to a plan, you'll end up with a bunch of investments that are just crap and like a, a hodgepodge, a collection, and you'll have less than you think you have. He once said a nickel ain't worth a dime anymore. I don't know what that means, but I do know that the longer you invest, the more time you give your money to compound. Inflation will eat away at your purchasing power is what I think he was saying. Consistent investing plan will help you stay ahead of the curve. He once said, Yogi Berra, not Yogi Berra, Yogi Berra was like, hey, boo-boo, let's get a picnic basket. But Yogi Berra once said, we made too many wrong mistakes. Mistakes happen. But it's the ones you make over and over again that'll get you. I see too many people buying tech stocks and they don't know anything, anything about investing other than that they kind of like that stock. They don't really know anything about the company's financials. Yogi Berra once said, it's tough to make predictions, especially about the future. I'll let that one sit with you for a second. Okay, it's tough to make predictions, especially about the future. That's right, that's right. You can't time the market. I know a lot of people that are like, oh boy, I'm getting out of the market. Um, Seven years ago, I got an email from a guy who, he was a dermatologist. And the market had fallen. He was done. He was freaked out and he wanted to sell everything. I'm like, you, my friend, are the person that I will make a lot of money from. Because I will buy everything you want to sell me. Don't try to predict the future. It ain't going to do you any good. Look at history. And see that it works over time. And that when things get bad, that's the best opportunity. Um, let's see, what do you want? Do you want a Yogi Bear quote? Or do you want a Yogi Bear quote? It's because I'm smarter than the average bear. Anyway, that's probably the worst Yogi Bear impression you've ever heard. That's fair. That's fair. He once said, Yogi Bear once said, 
It's I'm so smart that it hurts. Now, back to Yogi Berra, who's dead, age 90. He said, in theory, there's no difference between theory and practice, but in practice, there is. I have no idea what that means, but when I try to break it down is everyone has a great idea until it comes time to use it in investing and otherwise. I don't like idea people. I get people who email me all the time and saying, I've got a great idea, and it's typically not the great idea. Okay. You want a Yogi Bear quote or Yogi Bear rock quote? Um, Ranger Smith once said, bears are supposed to avoid people, not run around stealing their food. Fair enough, Ranger Smith. But Yogi Bear said back, I agree, sir. That's why Boo Boo and I would never disturb family picnics. Do you miss Yogi Bear? 1961, right around the same time that Yogi Bear was playing baseball. Yogi Bear ate donuts. Who doesn't love a bear who eats donuts? Okay, back to Yogi Bear quotes. He said, 90% of the game is half mental. Okay, trying to translate that into investment speak, I'm probably going to go need to, like, smoke the carpets or something. <laughs> I don't know. Something has to change here. 90% of the game is half mental. Okay, okay, okay. Markets take big swings, and investing's hard. And if you remain calm when times are tough and don't get too greedy when times are good, your goals have a higher chance of being met over the long term. You gotta have, you gotta kill greed and, and fear. I'm the world's worst lover. No, I'm great. I'm that. I'm the world's worst boyfriend. Boyfriend, because I don't have greed and fear. I don't. I don't have emotions. I am Mr. Roboto. I am the modern man. Secret, secret. Okay, you want a Yogi Bear quote? <sighs> Did you ever see the video "Boo Boo Runs Wild"? It was kind of like a girl's gone wild, but it was Boo Boo Runs Wild. He was a heck of a partier. Um, so Yogi Bear once said to Boo Boo, he goes, Boo Boo, you tried to stop my brilliant ideas with common sense a thousand times. Has it ever worked? Boo Boo goes, no. Yogi Bear says, then let's go, go, go. I, I don't know. And the final Yogi Bear quote was, the future ain't what it used to be. And that means that all investing advice and products come with the same disclaimer. Past performance, not a guarantee of future results. Anyone who tells you that they, they know the future, they're lying to you. Whatever happened in the past is unlikely to happen in the future. But successful and smart investors will know, be ready and willing to stick with your well-thought-out plan. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.